When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. Alex is 13 and a half. The last time the Jets made the postseason, he was five months old. I can't stand it. It's right. like the vein of my existence. I don't care what it is. It's a bane. Is that what it is? Bane? Yes, yeah, like, like the Batman villain. It's not the first time he's done this. It also happened with... What is it, Fish? Yeah, Fish. Fish. I'm um, joggling. <laughs> <laughs> this... Is DiPietro and Rothenberg. All right, so I'm going to I'm going to cuddle, start, tra- uh, marry, uh, done with the guy. <laughs> On ninety eight point seven ESPN. <laughs> oh, Raymond, the great Carly Simon. She she could have written and sung "You're So Pain," but she didn't. I'll tell you what. Yeah. I'm going to spend the next couple days at least throwing out bane of my existence all over the place. I think you should. It's going to be the mo- like the most the thing I say the most. I- I'm going to I, just find a way to weave it into everything. I, I think I, talk I about. think you should. I think you go to the grocery store. You're like, oh man, you know what the the bane of my existence is? The long lines, <laughs> right? Every conversation you go to you go to CVS. Oh, you know what the bane of my existence is? These huge, <laughs> enormous receipts you guys give out. It's the bane of my existence. Though, what's the bane? Those killer cows, bane of my existence. That, right. I mean, you, my hope is that you're when you leave the studio, you're walking down the street in New York City. You don't. The bane of your existence is not one of those killer cows that comes <laughs> popping out of nowhere. <laughs> and then he says this an article <laughs> <laughs> because he won't just accept defeat. Like uh, the thing I do respect about you with the vein of my existence is you didn't fight it. You owned it. You're like I screwed up. I got to be better, and I will be. Not Raymond. Raymond will will fight tooth and nail trying to explain to you how the cow is a killer animal. Yeah, he's like the he's like the uh, the Black Knight from Monty Python of taste. His but a scratch. Yeah, it's only a flesh wound. His arms cut off with no leg. Are you a big Monty Python guy? I did like yeah, I do like Monty yeah. Python. Yeah, not a not a. I think it's really I haven't experienced a lot of Monty Python. Well, maybe dabble. You got some time now. Maybe uh, yeah, I'm gonna have a lot of time now. We're we're in the midst of a a suits binge at the moment. Uh, I, I like suits a lot. Yeah, but every episode is like the same thing. Uh, I feel similar, but that's fine. <laughs> yes, I like the characters, though. You gotta like the characters. Yeah, I do. I like I like the show. It just have you started? Have you watched Reacher yet? No, Reacher's good. I think you'd like. I actually think Re- you'd like Reacher. Reacher's the guy from Blue Mountain State, right? Same that guy. Big, that big, huge guy. Yeah. yeah. What do I have to watch anything in preparation for Reacher? Or is that can that just stand on its own? Oh, it stands on its own. Okay. All right. Oh, you remember Tom? Tom Cruise played. Jack Reacher and two, I think he did two movies, and now it's a, a Netflix. And now Amazon it's a series, Prime. yeah. So this is so there's already series one. They just started series two. But I can two. watch series two without having watched series one. I think you should watch series one because I think you'll, season one because I think you'll like it. Okay, same character though. Yeah, same character. Sa- same actor, I mean. Yep. Okay. All right, I'll give it a try. 
1-800-919-3776. Channon, who's uh, Raymond's guy, is on the line from Perth Amboy. Good morning, Channon. Morning, Dave. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm all right. Sad times are coming to the end of football season. Well, at least for the Jets and the Giants. Well, you, you won't be far behind, Shannon. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully not. But I just wanted to know if I could do a quick CMT with Rick. Uh, that's up to Rick. You got to ask him if he's okay. I feel like it's going to be a nasty CMT, but yeah, we can do it. Okay, so cuddle, marry, trash. Yeah. Um, you pay off your wager before <laughs> the Super Bowl. I have to wait until you get your stolen money from the Islanders, oh. or I need, or I need to call my cousin Brent to come handle things for me. Um, I would trash the guy coming after you. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't want that. And, yeah, just, and not... just so you know, my last my last name is Johnson. Yeah, let's not do, let's not do that. Uh, I'll say before the Super Bowl. I'll marry him before the Super Bowl. What do you owe him? I owe him some bougie bourbon. That well, we well, why do you not pay it off? Uh, well, dude, he's got because it's not some bourbon you just find down the street. Yeah, something you gotta understand about Shannon. He's got finer taste when it comes to the. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Uh, oh, so. Okay, listen, but, it was the, it was the equivalent of the jersey you would have got if the Jets would have won. Yeah, I get it. You'll have but, your but you'll Shannon, have your bougie bourbon. This is from like week two. You vote him this? Yeah. Oh, oh yes, this is week two. This is your boy here. Oh, yeah, right. it's your boy. I also didn't have my quarterback. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's, that come ain't on. my fault. You put was your, was you there put your some kind of an, an addendum? Man. Was there an addendum no, there, in, in the wager? No, nope, there was no addendum. When I called in to see if he wanted to cancel it, he, he puffed out his chest and said, no, the bet's on. Wait, you, you, he gave you the option to not, cancel it? No, I did not puff out my chest. No, I Are just you felt like I should, mind? I should honor my word. I want to get tomato, 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 bane, vein, same thing. Yeah, great. Yeah, right now you're the bane of my existence. Yeah. <laughs> you used bourbon. properly. See, I can learn. Yeah. Thank you, Shannon. God, I can't believe you haven't paid off your debt. Dude, Raymond sent me. I, I probably should have already. But these, like, this is not like, a, hey, I'm going to run to the liquor store and get this, this bourbon. I you can't go to like order a, this thing online. Uh, I probably, yeah, you're probably right. I could order right. it online. So go online, order it, send it to Shannon, and it's over. Yeah. How about this one? How about I'm going to get it, I'm going to bring it in the studio, and Raymond can deliver it. That's fine. Is that possible, Raymond? Oh, sure. Okay. How often do you see this, Shannon? Uh, he lives very close to my parents, so... So you Not, see him, yeah, and you love him. He's—I've known him for years, and love you love him. vast majority of my life. You kid. know what? I sh- he's a big Cowboys fan, right? Yes. I should have asked him if he had the, the same stupid takes that you've been having lately. Uh, he and I agree on a lot of things. Yeah, but not that. And again, he's an actual football coach. What does that mean? It, it can it can mean whatever you want it to. It can mean whatever you want it to mean, Dave. No, no, no. The way he said it though is like, no, no. This guy's a, a coach, so he really he really understands the game. Like you he, novices he, wouldn't. He, his football brain is is one of the best I've ever known. I'll put it that way. This is all a roundabout way of saying he aligns with the smarter power of which you do not. You won't. You don't understand. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, so you think that my football brain is just like peanuts? No, no, no. Listen, you you're a great football fan. He's uh-huh. a great football mind. <laughs> wow, he just called wow. you a, a peanut football brain. So you th- you think I'm I'm like this close from being an actual moron? I didn't say that. You pretty much. I did not say that. You're a great <laughs> fan. That's all I am. I'm a wealth of knowledge, Raymond. <laughs> all all sorts of knowledge when it comes to where guys went to school and everything. Uh, if oh. I need info on that, I'll come to you. Uh, okay, all right. That you know you you are really nasty. 
<laughs> really? You yeah. want to go down this road? I do. After you what you've done? I didn't want to have we, to do this, we just, but now... We, we just got back. We literally just got back, and, 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 and you've been brutal this week. I, I've been brutal? Been an animal. An animal. You, you really are out of your mind. Well, at least he has a mind, and you have a little peanut peanut brain. Yeah. No, you're, you're not kidding. <laughs> you're um, like a, a little pigeon. You know, how about fan. this now? I didn't want to have to do this, but now I will. Michael Quintana, huge uh, fan of you. Love the show. One request. Les Santiago. I know he's one of your guys. He's killing the show. I don't think he's a savant. Instead, a man who cannot admit he's wrong continuously. Very tough to listen to. Less Ray, more RJ. Still love the show, however. Less Best Ray. wishes, Michael. Your wish granted, Michael. I will turn <laughs> no. my mic- I will turn my no. microphone off just for you. No. See, he can't. And then, and then he's a baby. On top of having an awful take, he's a baby. What's the awful take? Why not just admit that your uh, Cowboys got very fortunate and very lucky in beating I, the Lions? I have said the Cowboys no. got fortunate and very lucky, Rick, but, but, Rick, but but Rick, but I have Rick. also said but I have also said that the Lions are just too much to, to, as blame to blame there you go. for anything else. And how are the Lions both, both to blame? Things, both things can be true. Oh my God! In fairness, I don't, Ray, Ray, I don't Ray understand what's hard only, about that. I, yeah, I don't understand listen, what's hard about that. Hold on one second. In in fairness to Ray. I mean, I have heard multiple football people also put some of the blame on Detroit. They told them before the game I, what they listen, were doing. I'm with you, but they said, they, why would you try to get so cute? You're trying to get too cute. But you, you make did sure all that the they proper know. precautions in trying to get so cute. See, that's the problem. You, 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 can't, you, don't, you can't have nuance when it comes to things like this. I, I've told you that the referees did screw up. That's acknowledged. But the Lions are equally, if not more, oh. responsible because there were a lot of times that they opportunities that they had to correct that thing as well as not not to try to deceive a team and end up deceiving the referees. It's their fault. You can you, you can disagree with it all you want. The facts are the facts. No, it's and sad that your uh, it's, it's sad that your peanut brain can't really. No, no, no. My this. my little my little you know shark sized brain can understand what he's saying. I thought we weren't going to talk about this anymore. What, what happened to that? I can't. You're, you're right. I shouldn't. I, sh- I shouldn't give you the satisfaction of discussing how your team was able to, to steal their way to the two-seed right now. It's a nice place to be. By the sure way, um, all right, now in defense of Dave and myself, well, I think we're on the same page with this thing to a certain degree, uh, I listened to Chuck Pagano yesterday on the McAfee show, and he yeah. was asked about this. And he said there are times, and he doesn't know for sure, but just in his experience as the head coach, that before the game, it's not the white hat. It's not the head ref that comes in, but it's whatever. It's it's two of the the other referees that come in. Explains exactly. They'll even show them the play on a tablet. They'll show them practice film of them running it, or they'll show whatever example. They'll go over it. And he said, there's also usually a second time when the referees all get together on the field before the game that he'll speak with the the crew and let them know exactly what uh, what to expect. But not this time. So, great. Well, what, I see both sides because I have a robust. Oh yeah, football you're, brain. You're 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 a, a football mind. Listen, a, people you're like, like a you beautiful that just, mind of football. People like you that just don't get it are really the bane of my existence. Yeah, I understand. Well, you know what you are. You're the vein of my existence, is what you are. <laughs> Brian at Oceanside. Good morning, Brian. Because I pump blood into the show. Oh, blood. Good morning. It's not only pump. Go ahead, Brian. <laughs> Good morning, guys. Uh, I just want to talk about if if the Jets had Rodgers this year. I think they'd be with this offensive line. I think they've been, they would be all of two games better. I think they'd beat Vegas, and I think they beat New England the first time. How about but the Chargers? Out, 
I don't. I, they, I think they got their doors blown off. To be honest with you, I don't know. I don't know. No, they actually they did not. No, actually, they lost I by actually three recall touchdowns. the, the Jets not. defense playing a great game in that game. They did. I I, I didn't like the way they played on that. It was a Monday night game or a Thursday night game? I mean, I I shut it off three quarters of the way because I was so fed up. Well, the game but was, was over, but it wasn't the defense's fault. L- listen, I, I thanks for the call. I I I don't know. I don't know that you'd be – I think you'd probably be a playoff-ish team. I think you'd be right there on that cusp. Yeah, you'd still be playing meaningful football at this point. I would think. Season wouldn't have been over. And also would look differently. Like the Giants game wouldn't have been – you remember that? You beat the Giants the next day and you were like embarrassed by it? Yeah, listen, I expected to walk into the studio just peacocking everywhere and I didn't know how to feel about it. Because it was gross. It was a gift. It really was. It, it was gross. So – Listen, I, I agree. The offensive line has been a, a real problem and needs to be fixed. But I think Brees Hall would be better. I think that the offensive line would probably actually be better. I think that Garrett Wilson would be better. Uh, and, I mean, to have a competent quarterback. See, it's not like the Jets went from a competent quarterback to someone that was capable. You went from a competent quarterback to nothing. And therein lies the problem. And that's why backup is so important in this league. Oh, we talked about it. There was going to be no... It was, the, it was one of the reasons why I was so excited for the season. There was going to be no position that had a, a, a bigger upgrade than the Jets quarterback position in the league, going from Zach Wilson to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, by the way, in that, uh, that Chargers game that he just talked about. I, I, I think uh, Herbert was brutal in that game. Uh, Herbert threw for 100. I'm going to my notes. Uh, Herbert threw yeah. for 136 yards. Eckler, uh, 47 yards rushing. So they had like two, the, 200 yards of offense, the Chargers? Uh, and they won by three touchdowns, which is crazy. 27-6, if memory serves correctly. Uh, the offense was just a uh, just with three for 17 on third down in that game. That's Great. that's not good. Uh, and they had uh, Jets had three turnovers, charges at 14 points off the Jets' turnovers. Yeah, I think uh, Zach got sacked at like midfield, right? Fumbled the ball away. Zach had two fumbles. Like, yeah, Zach had two like, fumbles. Yeah, game, game-changing play. 1-800-919-3776. Now, Football Friday is brought to you by Nissan. You deserve a car that thrills you. And Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps right on top of your original goosebumps. Experience the thrill yourself. Shop your local Nissan store at Nissan.com today. Let's go to Ryan in Connecticut. Hi, Ryan. You're on 98.7. Hi. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, I just wanted to touch on the um, the Lions-Cowboys controversy. So I'm a Lions fan, and um, it, it's tough because... Dan Campbell probably shouldn't have went for it as much as he did in that game regardless. But it's not the first time that we've gotten screwed by the Cowboys at the end of a game. So it's tough, it's tough to see. It's tough to see both sides. Yeah, I get it. But, I mean, I, I get it. In I guess it's the risk you run, apparently. I mean, if you're trying to I'll call what you want to call it, like add some deception to the whole reporting thing, that if the – I mean, if the – the head ref isn't paying attention to actually what's going on that it could cost you, and he also announces it, so you're hearing, like you're hearing number seventy be announced as the eligible receiver. But I don't know. I, I guess I mean I guess for Dan Campbell though, I mean to show that kind of faith, like he told his offense, "This is what we're doing. We're going to go down. We're going to score." Which was, I mean, the fact they went down to the field and scored, and then we're going to go for the win with the two point conversion. They don't get it. We played a clip yesterday. RJ played of Aiden Hutchinson, like. For them, it's like all it's done is instill confidence. Like, coach believes us, and on top of that, we feel like we should have won the game. We did win the game, and we can go. If we have to go into Dallas and play a right. playoff game, we can beat them. Yep. I, I got I to yep. say that. And, and then, real, real quick, guys, yep. sorry, uh, real quick. So, Dave, 
Also, I believe right now, if the standings stay the way they are, if the, both the Lions and the Cowboys win their first-round matchup, they would meet up again in the next round. So I know you'll you'll join the bandwagon and be a huge Lions fan then. So huge. Let's go. Let's huge go. Huge Lions go. fan Thanks, that guys. week. Thank you, Ryan. If, if the Lions go into Dallas and beat the Cowboys in the postseason, would be one of the great moments that we've had in football this season. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. This is the this is, and this is nothing to do with just becoming a Lions fan, but just the Lions in general because they're a fun team to watch and they got some mm-hmm. really good players. That's the that's the one crappy part about this thing, like their offense with Jared Goff and the weapons that they've added. You talk about how good Ben Johnson is as the offensive coordinator. It's going to suck that they'll have this run, whatever it is, and then they're most likely going to lose Ben Johnson. Uh, that's how it goes, though. I know that sucks, though. Uh, it does, but that's the nature of the beast. When when you're good, your coordinators get stolen away. I got to tell you, dude, if I owned a team, I would throw so Huge much money. money. So much money. Now, that's different than David Tepper who throws drinks. You drinks. Would throw, you would no, throw yeah, money. He, fire, he fires people and throws drinks at fans. Yeah, no, right. I'm saying You would throw, actually throw money. Bags of money, like just right. cash. Like I'd walk into Ben Johnson's office with a like a bag full of like uh-huh. here, here's fifteen million in cash. You know what you'd be? You'd be the vein of all the other owners' existence. Oh, you better believe I would. Yeah, you would. All right, we'll break. We'll come back. Michael Carter, seven thirty-five around the league frenzy. All of it. More your NFL calls. More Jets. More Giants. Ninety-eight-seven ESPN. Oh, look! It's a beautiful read for me. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet. Uh, you got live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explorer tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the best way to find popular parlays. So visit FanDuel.com slash Rick and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL, must be 21 and older and physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issues, non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions do apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts.
This is Wizard of Oz. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Well, listen, I don't know that every, you think everybody that's listening knows this is Wizard of Oz. I would say I would say a vast majority, yeah. I, w- I, I bet you there was at least 25% of the people listening thinking to themselves, hmm, what's this song from? Come on. Uh, RJ, what do you think? I don't think it's that high. Well, yeah, what percentage so of people listening you think hear that and they're like, hmm, that's a nice, nice little melody. What is that about? 14. 14%. Yes. I'd say less. Less? I'd say I'd say maybe 12%. Maybe. Really? So you think, I think Wizard of Oz, I think 1939 in that range. You think still everyone knows the soundtrack from the Wizard of Oz? Yeah, but I think there's been, I mean, that wasn't the only Wizard of Oz. I think everyone at some point has seen some version of it. Is it in Oz? But has that song been in every version? Um, I don't know if that exact song. I'd have to, I, I mean, I can't remember which versions I've seen and what songs are in the version, but I don't know. Wizard of Oz, as a, as a kid, used to scare me. Why? The, the Wicked Witch, that was, she was green, she was terrifying. Scarecrow literally got torn apart. Yeah, that was, that was a scary movie in parts. I'll tell you what, though, Broadway show, Wicked, wow. Fantastic. Idina Menzel. Oh. Sherry's high school lab partner. Shut up. Yeah. I've told you what? this before. Did you really? Yeah. I don't know if you've ever told me Adele that before. Adele Dazim. <laughs> Adele Dazim. She sings her face off. She's got a great voice. Oh. She You're- was married to Stefan Diggs for a bit. <laughs> right? That's what that, Donnie said. That, that's, maybe, that's maybe one of the greatest drops in the history of the show. Buffalo Bills went out and got who? Tay Diggs. Stefan <laughs> Diggs. Because they, everybody. You know what? I give Keyshawn a lot of credit for that, though, because he wasn't like, wait, what? <laughs> he, just, he just corrected and moved on. How, how Don says it? Tay, Tay Diggs. Buffalo Tay. Bills went out and got who? Tay Diggs. <laughs> T- like, Tay Diggs. <laughs> yes, they went out and got the actor from Rent. <laughs> oh, so good. good. So good. Uh, let's go. Um, did you see this, by the way? Did you see the tweet from Shooter yesterday? Yeah, he was on the Millionaire Matchmaker. I didn't I didn't know that. I didn't know until I got the tweet. Yeah, let's uh, TV reality star Shooter in Stanford. Good morning, Shooter. Good morning, boys. Good morning, company. Oh, baby. Yeah, the show's back on the air. My friends and my, my family, they're all they are all uh, texting me, letting them know I'm back. You're I'm back. I'm back. Although I'm, so, Shooter, I'm back. What, what is this business? You were on the Millionaire Matchmaker? Yeah, like years ago, right before I met my wife, um, a friend of mine was working on the show. I was like, we need, we need a tall, handsome Jewish guy. And we thought of you. Thumb down. So I came down. And then it just worked itself out. The best part was, after that show aired, right, for about three weeks, I was like Charlie Sheen at the bars in Manhattan. Like, girls were coming up to me. It was like I was Rick. It was Really? Crazy. Yes. Yes, it was an amazing three weeks. Did you did you take full advantage of it? Oh yeah, brother! Oh yeah! <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> nice shooter. Well, what's on your now, mind today? Well, let's talk about the Jets, and this is a positive for Rick. I believe Alan Lazard this year kind of checked out because in the progressions, the quarterbacks weren't good enough to get him the ball. He kind of ran his routes and just was like, ah, whatever. Next year, I believe Alan Lazar will have a bounce-back year with Aaron Rodgers. 
He'll hustle. He'll work hard. He'll get passes. Aaron Rodgers will throw him open, and he will be a solid wide receiver, too. So they still need a wide receiver, maybe. But I believe he'll have a bounce no, back No, maybe. Here. No way. No, no, no maybe. I, I agree with everything you said except for wide receiver, too. There's no way you're going into next season with Alan Lazard as wide receiver, too. No way. Did you understand when Shooter said progressions in your little tiny uh, NFL peanut brain? It was a lot for me. Like I figured. Yeah, it was a lot. Thanks for the call, Shooter. There is no—I mean, we talk about it every day. Is it T. Higgins? Is it Mike Evans? You know, what? what is it Tay Adams? What receiver do you want? Can't be Lazard. No, but it's not. That's not a good thing either, though. Like to be happy about. Oh yeah, it's okay. He just checked out. Right. Aaron got hurt and he quit. Great. That's just what you want. That's just what I want. Yeah. You know what that would be? <laughs> the bane of my existence. That would be the vein, the very vein <laughs> of my existence. It's right. like the vein of my existence. Uh, you're like a phlebotomist. <laughs> you, you, you know what a phlebotomist is, Ramy? You know what a phlebotomist is? I know that it has something to do with injections, but that's that's all I not, know. Not terrible. It's the uh, the blood drawer, the person that okay. Uh, so the opposite, the opposite of injections. Then. Yeah, but you know what? you were you were somewhat close. So I'll give you credit. You guys Let's weren't in the you guys weren't in the studio yesterday when when, when John comes in. John Winthrop, our program director, comes in mm-hmm. and he goes, "I don't know how you guys didn't know that it was a mosquito." And you're like, "Well, of course you'd know that, John, because you're you're an archaeologist, a paleontologist, <laughs> a, paleont- a paleontologist." Right. I actually wanted to be a paleontologist. Oh, was guy. Indiana Jones a paleontologist or an archaeologist? Ooh. I think he was an archaeologist. Hang on. Carried a beautiful satchel. Yeah, and he was Dr. Jones. Did you watch the new one of those? Archaeologist. Archaeologist. Yeah. Archaeologist. Uh, no, I did not. Yeah, I didn't either. That was he, good. He's aged beautifully. Harrison Ford? Beautifully. Yeah. Put him on that list of aging well. Oh, he might be the captain of the team. I think no. he's in his. I think he's in his eighties. Harrison Ford's in his eighties. <laughs> no, he's not. I'll look RJ, it up right now. Look up the age of one Harrison. Ford. I got it. I have yeah. it. Eighty-one. And? He's eighty-one. Okay, you want to you want to retract your comment? Wow. Oh. He's a beautiful eighty-one-year-old-looking man. Wow. He's an old one. man. Dave, when it comes to football, peanut brain. When it comes to everything else, very large age brain. elite. Bulbous brain. Bulbous. Such an old, decrepit man. I'm I'm a football wizard. I can't believe you speak to me like this. It wasn't us. It's Raymond. Raymond, I didn't. I didn't say peanut brain though. Just to never once, never even with my anger and disdain for you. Never once did I ever question your football knowledge. No, you just you just questioned my general intelligence. Well, you you know, I I, I, I shouldn't. No, but your football knowledge is very high level. Forget it. Dwayne, what, what is Dwayne is in like Mustang, Texas, or Dwayne is driving around in a Mustang? The latter. Uh, the latter. Dwayne in the Mustang. Good morning. Hello. How are you? How are you guys doing? Good. Good, good. Um, I, I, I was just calling because I, I'm a Cowboys fan, and um, I'm listening to you guys talk about uh, Cowboys in Detroit, and I'm wondering, like, I watched the game. Did you guys watch the game? Like, did you see that? Like, I'm trying to figure out why – and people think that Detroit is going to come back to Dallas and beat Dallas. Like we 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 had a bad game too. That's like, what we, they believe. We have a really good game. You know, that's what that's that. what that's though, what they like, believe. That's yeah. what Aiden if Hutchinson look, believes. Oh, we, we did. We on the show did not say that. I don't oh, think that they would okay. go into Dallas and win that game. Oh, okay. I, I, so I was. I, I thought I heard that. I'm sorry. No, I said I would love it if they did, but I don't think they. Well, would. Why? Why? Because come on, come on, Dwayne, really? You know why? why? You know why, Dwayne? Yes. 
I mean, what, what, what is happening here? Come on, why? We haven't, we haven't, we haven't gone in so long. We need it, man. Well, I don't want Dak that to happen. Needs Dak, Dak needs. Well, Dak I'm not. Needs I'm it. not saying Dak doesn't need it, and the Cowboys in his organization don't need it. But why would I, as a Giants fan who detests the Cowboys, <laughs> want Dallas to go to the <laughs> NFC Championship game? Because, because next year, right? Because you know, there's never been a repeat uh, a division winner in our division, right? So it's your turn next year. No, or it, it could be Philly's turn. Won't be you guys just won't be you guys, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, it'll, it'll, it'll definitely be us again. I, I really think we're going to get better over, over, over the uh, 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 next season. But I really, I really do believe that we're going to beat Washington. Uh, wow, the, really going out on a limb there, the Dwayne? Huh? <laughs> I mean, the game you thirteen point favorites against. You think you'll be able to win that one? But you, Washington plays us tough. You know that. All right, look, Dwayne. Goodbye. <laughs> I really think we'll be able to beat Washington. Yeah, I and I'm and I'm pea brained, huh? Yeah. I, I wonder why you're not chance. rooting for Dallas to win and and beat Detroit. Me? Well, that's what he said about me. Yeah. Well, he doesn't know you. Clearly. No, he's he, uh, you know what that guy is. He's the vein of my existence. That man. Hey, just you despise the Cowboys. Uh despise the Cowboys. So have we established uh, what the difference uh, between vein and vein will be then at this point? As far as what? Because he he says vain every time you think he's going to say bane of my existence he says vain because and he's vice versa me. he's mocking and me. vice versa so we got to figure out what what the the difference is here what do you well, mean one's r- one's right and one's wrong and yeah. the mocking me to my I'm face I'm making fun of his saying vain because he's a savage animal but I I I'm thick skinned I'm a lion is what I am uh, like a Nile crocodile I can take it. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. Michael Carter, the second. Good morning, Michael. Dave Rothenberg, Rick DiPietro on 98.7 ESPN. How you doing? I'm good. How you doing, man? Appreciate you for having me. Absolutely. We, we've talked before. Question right off the bat is how hard is it to keep kind of your – your attention to detail, your motivation when you've been eliminated from the postseason weeks ago? Uh, I mean, uh, it's definitely, uh, it can get tough at times, uh, but I feel like uh, you just got to uh, keep your, your vision uh, bigger than your sight and, and what's going on in the, in the, you know, in the current state of things, but and just realize, you know, it's still, it's still uh, some good things to accomplish, some good things to uh, put on tape in order to, to kind of, um, get ready for for next year, and just obviously you got a lot of uh, as, as football players, we're competitive, and we got a lot of pride too. Um, and, and so you, you don't want to let yourself down, you don't want to let your teammates down. Uh, so so you can stay in your details and make sure you, you put your best effort in uh, these last this last game. Michael, how much harder is it though? I mean, we were talking about this before you came on. Just that I'm a, I'm the Jets fan on the show, but it feels like we kind of or you guys kind of lived through this entire thing last season. Right, like I mean, there was so mm-hmm. there was so many high hopes. You know, Aaron's running out with the flag. You know, chance to hopefully compete for a Super Bowl, and it feels like we're kind of reliving a, a sequel of what happened last season. Does that make it even harder to have to go through this? Uh, I, th- I think when you, when you, when you think about it, um, you know, in this year and last year, uh, just the the expectations and the standards and stuff. Um, there's a a level of kind of like disappointment um, and just knowing. Um, even with everything that was going on, we, I feel like we could have uh, overcome a lot of the adversity, and, and we uh, did. I feel like the, the best we could, um, uh, but but definitely 
a little bit of disappointment um, in that aspect, just um, just seeing, you know, the talent that we have, and, and we just uh, couldn't put it together on Sunday, on certain Sundays uh, when we needed it, um, execute at a high level, play complimentary football. Um, and so, you know, there is a level of disappointment there. Um, but we got – I feel like we got the right people in the building to, to be able to overcome that and, and um, just, just put a good team together. What's the mindset moving forward? What like what do you take away from this season with this defense? Do you look at this as uh, an upper echelon defense that's had some stretches of of struggle? Is is that how you look at it? I would look at it as um, in order to be the defense that we want to be. Um, you know, we can't just do it. Sometimes uh, I feel like you know we still put uh, we were a great defense um, for most of the year, and then in, in some in some instances. Uh, we had lapses in our execution, in our details. Um, and you can see it because when we're on, we're on, and, and nobody can, can mess with us. But um, when those lapses happen and, um, you know, we're late in communicating and adjustments, things like that, um, you can see that too. Um, but, but when we're on, we're on. So we just got to we gotta be on and be in that mindset, um, you know, from the start of the game uh, to the finish, and, and that's all 17 games in the season. Michael, I got to imagine though too, and, and I don't want you to throw anyone under the bus, obviously. But like, I, I got to think that as a defense, you guys probably feel like too next season with Aaron back as the quarterback, having a you know a better offense. That's only going to help you guys become a better defense, right? Not spending as much time on the field, actually playing with the lead once in a while. That's only going to make the defense better, no? Um, I mean, for sure, man. But I feel like you know when we're playing at our high level, um, and getting the offense the ball, you know, just getting them opportunities. You know, that's that's football is about. You know, we're a team uh, and playing complimentary football. So, uh, you know, they help us out. We help them out um, getting them the ball. And then when they put points up and we force teams to put the ball in the air, uh, you know, we're pretty good too. Um, and so I feel like just, just getting that element of complimentary football, you know, offense, defense, special teams, um, and, and having all three of those facets at a high level, um, you know, it's going to be make it makes what dangerous teams. Michael, I want to know this too, because this has been back and forth. So we take phone calls every day in the Jets and everything else. And now, um, I, I wonder if you guys recognize in the locker room how important this this game is, just because it's Patriots. They've beaten they've beaten us fifteen straight. Bill Belichick could be his last game in, in, in New England. Like, is there? Do you guys put any extra added importance knowing that you've lost fifteen straight to to New England? Uh, I mean, now now um, just thinking about it, I've been here since. 21, and um, so I've lost five of the 15, I think, um, and, and so uh, there's, a, there's a little bit extra motivation just because I, I haven't beat this team yet, um, and so, you know, I would love to, to get a victory um, over them, um, you know, disregard, like, just putting aside all the um, the 15 straight and then, like, you know, how, you know, it could be his last game and things like that. Um but then, you know, it's still a, a game um, that's left on the schedule. Um, you know, we don't want to lose. And, and, you know, we always want to win games and things like that. So I feel like that's really why it's really important just because it's, it's another game. Uh, it's the last game. Um, you you want to go on a high note. Michael Carter with us here, 9870 ESPN. La- last one for me, and it's on Joe Flacco. I mean, he was your quarterback last year, wanted to come back to the Jets this season and went out there and put up almost 300 yards in the first half. As you're sitting there playing in that game last Thursday, you're like, what, what is going on? Like, is there a sense of frustration? This guy was not that same guy for you guys last season? 
Uh, no, I feel like um, just you know he was getting the ball out, he was getting it to his playmakers, and they were just making plays after the catch. Um, it was it was nothing, um, you know, out of the ordinary. You know, just quarterbacks, uh, him being a good quarterback, knowing where he wants to go with the ball, um, and, and using his, his good playmakers um, to just let them make plays after they catch it. You know, he was getting the ball out quick. Uh, he knew where he wanted to go. Uh, he, he extended plays uh, when he had to. Uh, and yeah, it, you know it's frustrating when we can't get off the field. We didn't do a good job getting off the field on, when we got the third down and things like that. Um, and so credit to him um, for for um, playing at a high level. All right, Michael. Last one before we let you go. Uh, what was the what was the feeling around the building from the team when it came out and Woody announced that the coaching staff was going to be back? Was there a sense of relief? What did you guys? Uh, what was the talk around the facility? Uh, you know, I think I didn't I didn't really hear. Uh, too much talk as far as like from from other guys. I think uh, for me personally, uh, you know, probably felt a, a sense of relief because I feel like the the there's a good system in place. Uh, the culture is right, um, and so it's just a th- few things here and there, and then um, just just reflecting individually, seeing how we can get better, um, and then coming back into the same system again and not having to relearn a whole new thing. We just keep getting better at the things, um, you know, we're already good at. Um, I feel like that'll only uh, take us, uh, especially on defense, to new heights and just a, a different, you know, elite level. Um, so when we come back in the same system, you know, guys like a uh, team like Buffalo have been in the same system uh, for a long time, San Fran, things like that. But you see how they play because those guys are so well-versed in the, in that system, so well-versed in them. You know, with their with their staff and, and with the players who have been in that system for a long time too. Just you know how guys think and communicate and you feed off each other when you know and just play fast and when you know uh, what the guy next to you is doing. And so uh, I feel like you know it's a good thing. Um, it's only gonna um, you know we're gonna reap the benefits of that um, this season coming up. All right, I lied because you've been so good. I have list my I promise. This is the last question. Uh, what would you say? Cause, <laughs> listen, because we don't get the chance to see it. Like we see some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. We saw you guys on Hard Knocks, uh, one jet drive. So we see some of the stuff. We don't see all the stuff. But there's been a lot of criti- uh, a lot of criticism. And uh, listen, when you lose, people criticize everything. But the, uh, people will call right. in and say that that Robert Sala is. And I don't know if you saw the clip after the last game. Like he's just he's too stoic sometimes. He doesn't show enough emotion. We don't get a chance to see him. Like I, I love coaches that don't air their guys out in front of the media or in front of people behind closed doors. That's fine. Is there? What would you say to those people that think that Robert Sala doesn't show enough emotion? Um, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, certain uh, people handle stuff differently. Um, you know, I'm kind of a guy who doesn't show uh, that much emotion. You got guys who show you can really see uh, their passion. And when you're in this building, you know, you're, you're outside the building, you really get to see that. But uh, he really cares about us. Uh, he loves us. He's passionate about what he does, and uh, you know when we're in the meeting rooms, we see it, um, you know, good, bad, and different. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, his job is, you know, he is to protect us, um, and, and he takes all that stuff, and he's, you know, holds himself accountable and looks inward first, and, and always is reflecting about how he can do things, um, how he can, you know, change the schedule or, or you know, the game plan, and, and talking to us, asking us for advice. So. Um, you know, he's a, he's, he's a, a great coach. Um, and, and so, you know, at the end of the day, his job is to protect us and, um, you know, put a, a good product on the field. And I feel like, you know, you can't 
sometimes you can't take everything at, at face value because you're not really in the building and, and knowing exactly what's going on and how he communicates, uh, how passionate he is about us players and then this game in general. All right, Michael, listen, we appreciate you. Uh, good luck this weekend against New England, and uh, I, I have a feeling it's going to be a pretty exciting offseason for the Jets, so hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to you soon. Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. Stuff. Appreciate you, Michael Carter, uh, the second. Jets player spotlight brought to you by Bet365, whatever the sport, whatever the moment, never ordinary at Bet365. And by Nissan, you deserve a car that thrills you, and Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps experience to thrill yourself. Shop your local Nissan store at nissan.com today. So there you have it. it. Says you don't see the full story behind the scenes of what Robert Sala actually is. Yeah, I wonder now as we kind of this new generation of player, how much more important it is to have the players. Well, I know it's uh, listen. I know how important it is to prove to the players how much you care that you have their back and everything else. But how much, like, kind of in the face, in your face, holding players accountable that they respond to now? Probably, I'm sure it's very different than it used to be. Well, I got to think too. I mean, you're talking about, you know, how, the difference. Just with the NIL and college football, the transfer per, uh, transfer. Right, trans- you don't like what you what you're dealing with. You up and you leave. Right. So uh, I don't know. It's I mean, you got guys coming in that have already made money. That like at the college level, you don't like what the coach is saying. You're playing time. You can jump into the transfer portal. So, but you even see it at the well, not as much at the NFL level, but somewhat. But the NBA, like you don't like what you're dealing with. You you demand a trade. Yeah, so I got to imagine that's kind of that's probably different than what I dealt with. Oh, where I'm sure. Yeah, like, I'm we're sure. going to just rip right into you. No, they'll, they'll destroy it. Well, because players are, I mean, can you say soft? I, yeah, I, I guess the games I, are, I, I think they're softer now. Well, I don't know if you want to call it soft, but there's definitely more, I, I think the whole player empowerment thing. They well, definitely there's more have more hand-holding. Well, I think yeah, because they have more power, though, because you have to. Right, but I mean, there was, but but even so, like, like just the way they've negotiated things. Like, right, when I was growing up, it was, there'd be two-a-days. You'd have a practice in the morning. You'd have a practice in the heat of the afternoon. Now it's much more country club-esque for these players. Well, because there's also more science involved, too. You've got to recognize. Sure. Like, how do we keep these guys on the field? You ever see the movie? It was, it was, it was well done. It was uh, an ESPN movie when they used to make movies called Junction Boys with Tom Berenger played uh, Bear Bryant. Yes. When he was at Texas A&M. Yeah. He almost, he almost literally almost killed the players. Yeah. And, like, like more than half the team just quit. Couldn't, couldn't continue it. And the guys that continued along became his guys. You'd never have anything like that now. Well, right. Like, because you're trying to, I mean, you're trying to weed out the. The weak. The weak. Right. I mean, that's kind of partly what, I mean, when you watch Miracle with Herb Brooks, kind of what he was trying to do, too. Yeah, but how would that go over now? Uh, how would that go over now? Yeah, I think Her- Herb about- Brooks doing what he did back in 1980, which is not 100 years ago. It's, it's what, 40, 44 years ago. How would that go over now? I think probably for a short period of time would probably work, but for longevity reasons, probably not great. I mean, I think Again. there are certain coaches, like Torch is doing a hell of a job with Philly. Yeah, but there's a short, I mean, Mike Keenan, there's a short shelf life for these guys, right? Yeah, I also Again. think it's knowing knowing what you have, right? Like the kind of the kind of team you have. It's not easy, man. It really isn't. I think that like, number one, though, I mean, the most important thing, and you'll hear this from every coach, Rex has said it, like you, you got to prove that you care. You got to prove that you right. you're in it for the best interest of the players. But what I think now, and I think you start to see this with Coughlin, is that the best coaches can morph to the team they have. Right, but I also think it is it, the best. Uh, the best coaches also, and it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that you're taking every piece of of information or advice from the players and using it, but making them feel like they actually have a say, so they have ownership in what's happening, is also 
important. It's not like, hey, it's my way or nothing. It's like, you know, you bring them in, have a leadership group, whatever it is, ask them questions, what do you think? And so now all of a sudden they feel like they're they're actually helping you so they take ownership of what's actually going on. Uh, here's an interesting uh, story, which I think affects the Jets. Um, two of the Las Vegas Raiders' most high-profile players have come out in full support of Antonio Pierce, having the interim tag removed from his coaching title by team owner Mark Davis. This is according to Paul Gutierrez of ESPN. One day after the All-Pro receiver Devontae Adams said Pierce had his vote to be coach in 2024. He said, quote, that's basically how the entire locker room feels. I mean, it, uh, does that mean that you're not going to have an option to get Devontae Adams if they keep Antonio Pierce with, with the Raiders? I can't imagine that Antonio Pierce is going to want Devontae Adams to leave. Right. So if, if Adams goes to bat for him and wants him to be the head coach and they keep him, if you're Devontae Adams, can you now demand, I want out of here? No, I don't think so, but I could also I could also see Devontae Adams saying, hey, we got to figure out what the hell we're doing at quarterback. Like, that's got to get better. Yeah, I was reading, I forget what it was, it might have been a beat reporter in Atlanta that said keep a very close eye on the Falcons going after Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I actually saw, what did I see yesterday? I think it was maybe, it was on one of the ESPN shows. I think uh, Belichick's next landing spot, I think Bart said uh, Vegas. I think his guess was Vegas. Yeah, but I mean, Brady's involved there, right? Yeah. I just wonder if that has any impact at all. Well, it seems like their relationship has been. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and who knows how heavily and, Brady's involved there too, right? Well, I'm sure he's got the owner's ear. I mean, he's Tom Brady. Um, And then I think Jeremy Fowler had the report that Harbaugh to the Chargers is picking up a lot of steam. Yeah, well, it makes sense. You know, Feinbaum's I mean, going to join us on Monday. I can't wait. Right ahead of the uh, national championship game. I got to think, though, man. I mean, if you're if Jim Harbaugh, if you want to take it, I believe what Greeny says. I mean, why would he lie about it? If you think that Justin Herbert is the best young quarterback in the NFL and they're going to give you what you want, and you just, I mean, and you win the national championship, like, what else do you have to prove in Michigan? Sounds like it doesn't even matter if they win or not. No, I know, but still, it would be nice. But you're right. If you, I mean, and, and all this guy, like, how you could not want Jim Harbaugh? If there's anybody that says, I don't want him as my coach, you're, I mean, it's just foolish. All he's done everywhere he's ever been is one. That's all he's ever done. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I mean, there's some extra stuff that comes along with that, but okay. But isn't it worth the extra baggage if you if you know it's going to lead to winning down the road? Yeah, it is. But I also think there's something to be said about like, and this this happens a lot of, not a lot, but I mean, I've seen it happen a, a bunch of times with coaches. It's just like you also how does he get along with other people in the building? That's important too. Well, I don't think he's an easy guy to deal with, right? But I think that if you, I mean, if you're going to turn over control of your team, which I think that the Chargers would do, I'm sure he would. Whoever he brings in, you know, he's going to bring in his GM. You know what I mean? It's not going to be like he's going to be working for a GM. I think maybe that's how I would want it. Well, I, I would think pretty much whatever he wants, he's going to get. But think. Well, he's got all the leverage now, man. I right. mean, his team's in the national championship game, and he's got a contract for, what, 10 years, $125 million sitting on the, the table. The, the guy, I mean, listen, turning around Michigan isn't even, to me, the most impressive thing he's done. He, Stanford is a laughingstock program in college football. He led them to success. He brought Andrew Luck into that program. Like, this guy, he is absolutely, he took the Niners and led them to, the, to, a, to a Super Bowl. This guy is elite. I'm going to tell you this right now. There are a handful of coaches that I would I would actually pay money to follow around and kind of just see how they do things. He would be one of the guys on that list. He intrigues me. Yeah, I agree with that. Because he seems so weird and quirky. But he's so I, good. 
I know, but I want to know what he like. I want to see him around his players. Right. Like like you watch his brother, and his brother gives more of an air of like 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 normalcy, for lack of a better term. Right. I think. And then you watch Harbaugh, and you're right. It's like he seems odd and off and quirky, but but successful. Yeah, like he's running around in cleats. Like I think he's got these weird things he does. But the guys, I mean, you saw how JJ McCarthy talks about him. Like they all they, love they him. all love him. Yeah, they love him. RJ, um, did he lead the Niners to the Super Bowl? Yeah, he played against his brother. That's right. A nice yeah, loss. That, that was the, lights, the, the, the lights, lights went, went out, out. Right? Yeah, should have should have been, been uh, pass interference on Jimmy Smith in the end zone. Oh, Crabtree. That doesn't go away quickly. Doesn't huh? bother you, does it? It bothers me a great deal. Oh, really? But you know, it wouldn't bother Raymond. Raymond would be like, oh, well, you know, they were better, and we lost <laughs> would, the game. It would bother me immensely. What's <laughs> no wrong one. with you? No one. <laughs> so you could also argue that if the lights didn't go out, the Niners could have lost by thirty, and I actually agree with you. However, the lights did go out. And I don't think that has anything to do with the pass interference call that should be made, but whatever. It's only so been 12, in, 12 in years. your lifetime of you, not even your as you as an as a fan of the Niners, two Super Bowl appearances. Well, in, in my my cognitive life, lifetime, because I, I was born, uh, they they won in eighty eight and eighty nine, so I was I was around that Super Bowl in eighty nine was played in ninety, so I was alive for that. And then, but yes, well, how about how about the Steve Young Super Bowl? You don't remember that one? I mean, I was four. Right. So I, I can't tell you great detail. I, I watched it, uh, I, I'm sure. But I, I, won a, I, I won a lot of money. I could tell you a lot of money on that game. Six touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> How much you win? Big money. How much? I'm not getting get, get out of my pockets. Over 10000 Over 10000 No, no, no. no. Well, you think, you think I'm making $15,000 on a game? In 1995, that's that's pretty good. I, I've heard about what you did in your heyday, and there's you, you threw some numbers out one time, and we got you talking, and there's right. you made some bets. We'll just say that. We also Wait, heard how you got out not, of prison. On that, on that game, no. Not, not that level. So you've, as far as your rooting experience for the Niners, you've never experienced the adulation of a championship. I have not. Not for the Niners, no. So this is your year? I hope so. So if they don't win this year, is that just horrendous for you? Yeah, it's horrendous every year they don't win now. No, I, but come on. No, but this has to be different than other years. Yeah, I expect to win. I, I said that, that when the season started. And, and you know what's the shame of it? In a way, it almost takes a little bit of the shine away because the losses are horrifying. And you look at every game. You know, I've said this before. I expect to win every single game, all of them. I know that's not realistic. I know they just got the the doors beat off them by the Ravens. I look back if we play the Ravens again. Somebody asked me uh, the other day. Uh, I, am I concerned? Sure. I'm not worried, though. I think they could beat them. Wait, that, if you win the Super Bowl, that loss will bother you? No, no, no. I'm saying if we, if we play again, like leading into that game, if we see Baltimore. Like I'm not that I'm not like overly worried about Baltimore. I think they can beat them. That's my point. All right, confident. You, you guys go to the Super Bowl, lose to Baltimore, field goal to buzzer, Justin Tucker. Failure. F- failure. Yeah. Your Raymond would look at that as a tremendous. I got to tell you, I, I get this feeling that Baltimore's not going to be there. You so don't think they go? I, I think somebody trips them up. I, I don't know who, but I think somebody if trips Baltimore them up. Baltimore does not go to the Super Bowl this season. I don't know if they go in this era. I'd be hard pressed. I mean, you'll never get a better road. You're the the one seed. You look at the elite quarterbacks in this conference, right? Deshaun Watson not there. Joe Burrow not there. I mean, you go up and down. I I mean, Mahomes is not. It's not. That's not their year. It doesn't feel like. Rogers out. Herbert has had a stinker of a season. Like if if you don't go this season and you're the Ravens, honestly, I'm being serious. I like I don't know if if Lamar Jackson ever goes to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but just also look at the teams that could potentially trip them up. I mean, what team would you point to? Just I mean, would it be it's Kansas Buffalo, City just because Buffalo. you have Patrick Mahomes? I don't. I mean, can can Kansas I don't know how much faith really I've got in KC. 
All right, so who is it? Is Miami? It's, it's Buffalo. It could no, be I, Buffalo. It, it would have been Miami before these injuries Cleveland's started hitting. Cleveland's so them. unhealthy now. What would you say, Cleveland? No, Cleveland could give could be a you problem. Think so? Cleveland could be a problem. God, to be to be fair, that defense that, is so good. That same argument, I think people if if the Niners don't do it this year, I think that same narrative is going to start to spark up about the Niners. I, I know you still have Purdy on, on a cheap deal next year, but I think that's fair. The Niners better get there. Like the, the Niners, and I'm not just saying this as a as a, a homer. There are Hall of Famers on both sides of the ball. Numerous Hall of Famers. And how many teams realistically do you look at that say can beat the Niners? I I know Orlovsky's or I think it was Orlovsky said the the Rams can. Can the Rams really go into San Francisco and beat the Niners? Well, I think there's. I mean, it's there is some familiarity there. Okay, but do they you can score? I I will tell you this: the Niners' health is going to be there. And RJ said that all along. Like, health is what could hold the 49ers back. And, you know, Trent Williams is a little banged up. McCaffrey's got the— Yeah, but they don't have to play this week. They're right. off next week. So, right. I mean— you, you, you assume that everyone will be healthy, but, you know, that's, yeah. it's assuming. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with Ray. And I, that's the only thing I've been saying all year that can hold them back. I think everything else is manufactured. When you talk about, oh, is it two weeks off? I don't care. I don't care. They're healthy. That's, if, if they lose, it will not be because they had two weeks off. Even if they're rusty in the first quarter, use the other three to annihilate whoever you play. Do you care about who you play? Or no. are you just like, give me whoever and we will hammer them? I don't know. If, I mean, it is the playoffs, but no, I'm not, I'm not too worried about who so they play. So Dallas doesn't worry you, Philly, no, well, da- da- if No, if there is a team, it is Dallas, though, because they have played San Francisco very close. I know they blew them out earlier this year. Those two playoff games, though, very close. So you're worried about Dallas? If I had to pick a team, yeah. If they, if we, I'd, I hope Philly gets hot again and makes a run because I'd happily take them on. Uh, any day of the week. You notice how the Niners talked about playing Philly? They don't talk that way about Dallas. Raymond, you lose at home to Philly, and, and the next day is what for you? Well, I don't think we're losing at home to Philly, but uh, to, to that easy. point, to that point, I'd, I'd be like horrified. It's probably not even the, the accurate word. I'd, I'd be disgusted beyond belief. But they're not. I, I don't see them losing to Philly. I really don't. Not at home. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.